and welcome back to Butter With That. Um, or Butter With Some. Butter With Some. Better now for the moment. Wah, wah. <laughs> Today, you just got me, Connor. And me, Sam. And me, Dave. Uh, Christine is off saving the whales, traveling mm-hmm. around the ocean, <laughs> and Tori is solving mysteries in her murder house. Oh, yep. um, so today, just like we have for the past two episodes, we're breaking from our standard format because this past weekend was San Diego Comic-Con. Hey. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, I feel like Comic-Cons for the past couple years have had zero news, mm-hmm. but there were tons of really awesome trailers and tons of Marvel news. Yeah. So we figured we would try something new and do a bit of a news recap episode mm-hmm. this week, talking about some trailers. We just watched a bunch and then focusing on some of the exciting Marvel news uh, that was announced. So let's just dive right into it. I think one of the most exciting trailers that was presented was it chapter two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really love the first it movie. Um, Warner brothers wasn't, really at comic-con at all this year so they just released several different trailers for different movies and i thought it out of all the ones we're just going to talk about was one of the best ones uh dave i know you really love the first one. Oh man yeah the first one's great i mean it's a genuinely frightening horror movie which i think is pretty rare um you know it doesn't rely too much on like gore it doesn't rely too much on like uh, uh other mm. elements it's just it's just got a frightening aura to it uh which it looks like is going to continue in this movie a lot of like really dramatic uh kind of imagery and like kind of uh, symbolic or just like a very, uh, a, a very on brand Stephen King imagery that I think <laughs> is going to translate really well. And it looks like, I mean, the new cast is going to be a really good interpretation of uh, those characters growing up. It seems like it's going to be very true to the book. So yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. There are some movies that are just begging to get remade now that we have like better, CGI in some cases um, and just like better (laughs) tech and I think that it was one of them and I also think Maximum Overdrive is one of them like that That one is a classic and I love it Um, the scene with the fucking lawnmower is hands down the best scene ever but but I would love to see it now you know so I'm I'm so glad that they're making a sequel of it probably with James McAvoy would be in that Maximum Overdrive please god James McAvoy all the time He's great. <laughs> um, I'm really curious to see what they're going to give because looks like we're going to get some flashbacks with Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. Oh yeah, like maybe at the like carnival setting. A bit of history, yeah, which uh, which coincides with some of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first movie was one of the most successful horror movies of all time, so I'm curious if was this it really? one, yeah, yeah, it had the highest grossing of any horror movie. Ever? At the time, yeah. I, I mean, if, like, good. if you have to go back to like The Exorcist, if you're like adjusting for inflation, right, right. Um, um, yeah, it's a great movie. So I'm curious if this movie also blows up. Will there be an It Chapter Three or like a Pennywise spinoff or I something? Would think probably not. I mean, it's just, uh, it's really that's the whole book. It seems like they're gonna just you know do the two. So I don't know. I maybe, hope they just do the two, to be honest. Maybe Warner Brothers will like try to build out a Stephen King cinematic universe oh, and then God. Pennywise uh, will we'll, get his own we'll spinoff we'll movie. Speaking of like use in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, speaking of like random ass cinematic universes, um the Dexter Fletcher who did Rocket Man, he came in at like the very last bit for Bohemian Rhapsody and he said that he was gonna have one bit where when Elton was in the restaurant, he was gonna have um Rami Malik as Freddie Mercury <laughs> just like do a nod because like they were in each other's world and I was like what kind of cinematic universe is this? It's like Alfred and, uh, and Alfred and Bruce, Bruce Wayne at the end of three just like in a restaurant just like I, I never knew I'd see you again this is really cool um, next up is Top Gun Maverick so they're making a sequel to Top Gun mm-hmm. I've never seen it Sam have you seen it? No I have not I don't care Dave about you seen it, it once? Sure I've seen, I've seen it a few times so what did this trailer do for you? Uh, it doesn't look like Top Gun. Um, I mean, it looks like it's very much Tom Cruise's story, which I mean, makes sense. It's, it's, you know, the title is, uh, Top Gun, uh, colon Maverick. It's really kind of just pretty exclusively about him versus about a team. Um, it seems like the cinematography is like largely really different. Like not in the way that like we have updated cameras and tech and like, it's going to be like newer, uh, planes and things like that. Like it just looks different even accounting for, for those uh, those differences over time. So, I don't know. It looked, I thought it was a pretty good trailer, but I don't know that it's going to be a good movie. Tonally, it looks very serious. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Which Top Gun is a little, a little bit looser. 
Uh, I do think it's really cool that apparently all the planes are real. Like, there's no CG with the planes or the flying. Like, it's all real people flying. Yeah, it sounds real like planes. a cruise thing. Yeah. I would love to leave the word Maverick in the past. I would just love to leave that in 2008. I'm the so- word itself is fine. It's just had a lot of unfortunately uh, associated mm-hmm. redefinitions. <laughs> uh, Sam, would this make you want to see Top Gun Maverick or no. see the first Top Gun? No. No. I don't care about it. <laughs> I'd say right. see Top Gun. It's okay. Um, next up, I have cats. Should we save this one for last <laughs> or just hit it right? Go right into it. Let's let's save that for just All toward right. the end there. Uh, how about a beautiful day in the neighborhood? Oh. Sam, I'll turn it over to you. Oh, my God. I just, as soon as it starts, I just start crying. And I can't explain it. Um, <laughs> it's but, powerful. But it is so powerful. And, you know, Fred Rogers was such a big part of everyone's childhood. And I keep thinking about that clip that's been going around for years now where he's like actually talking to like one of the government boards about you know like why we should be investing in children and it's just like god you didn't have to do this but you did it and like fucking right like i love you and if i ever heard anything bad that he did i would as a human being i would disintegrate i would that would be crushing but i i don't think yeah i don't think we're gonna get something like that he just seemed like one of the pure lights of this world it should have come out already if he did but in the trailer she's like don't ruin my childhood and like that's exactly how i feel like i feel like i'm walking on eggshells every single day because <laughs> yeah. i'm just like what am i gonna learn about this shitty ass person why is mr rogers trending on twitter oh how many God, people yeah. that taught me to love the world and things are actually monsters but i don't yeah obviously not the case with uh with fred rogers it seems like uh hanks is gonna be an interesting choice i don't know uh we'll see how that goes um but it seems like the the emotional momentum of the trailer is really mm-hmm. powerful. So I imagine it's going to be very good. The moment when they're on the train or like on the subway or whatever, oh. and the kids break out into the song and just the way that Tom Hanks like looked at them and then responded. I was like, and then everyone oh, that's Mr. Singing. Rogers. Oh. Yeah. I hope that there's a lot more of that kind of interaction because if a lot of the movie is him, because the trailer opens with him doing the TV intro and taking his mm-hmm. jacket off and the sweater and the shoes, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if like 40% of the movie is like, I'm doing a Mr. Rogers you know, thing on television. Yeah. I don't know. I think that might lose me because he, he is so iconic mm-hmm. as a performer. But I think if it's thing. a lot of Tom Hanks living Mr. Rogers day to day, I think. I think this movie could kill in I think so too. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think this movie could. That could definitely clean up as far as an Oscar run goes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Run Thanksgiving all the way through February. What do you think Mr. Rogers would think about this? He probably he probably likes Tom Hanks. Yeah. It, it would depend on the movie, I guess, you know, how, how it portrays him and his intent. <laughs> I think he'd be like, don't make a movie about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Maybe, like, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't the catalyst of this revolution. Like, I make it about something else. But you were. <laughs> That's certainly it. why the end of the tour is a difficult film to watch. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean that. I don't. I'm not too familiar with Mr. Rogers. I've seen his stuff growing up a little bit, but I watched that documentary talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit a few months ago. Um, but I thought "Won't You Be My Neighbor" was a great. Oh, it definitely was so appreciated great. who he was as like an activist and and as a um, producer of art and whatnot. Yeah, really good. All right, next up is The Witcher. Yeah. I added this one on here. Um, because I love the Witcher video games, uh, specifically the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, um, starring Henry Cavill. This is Netflix's answer to Game of Thrones. It seems, it certainly feels that way. Uh, I feel like the Witcher and Game of Thrones exist as sort of like, what if, all right, so Lord of the Rings, it's great, Tolkien's awesome, but what if <laughs> fantasy fucked? What if you had monster <sighs> slaying and blood and fucking, like, what if fantasy just fucked? <laughs> Just you saying that. That's not inaccurate of Game of Thrones, at least, yeah. So I think they're kind of of like, well, let's just like amp up the, the like, it's not a fantasy, it's not like a fairy tale fantasy. It's like people get slaughtered, people yeah, get yeah, fucking yeah. brutalized. So, I mean, The Witcher 3 is, a, I've never read any of the books. The guy who wrote them is like a really crabby old man who's like, yeah. get your kids away from my video games. What the fuck's a video game? Like he's just a super... It's like, imagine the man yelling at clouds, Simpsons. Yeah, Jeff sure. Simpson. That's that's the writer, basically. Um, Henry Cavill, I think, is Geralt. I think is great casting. Um, I think having it be um, Geralt, who's protecting Siri, who's this like magical 
elf girl, at least in the games, uh, they'll probably do a similar thing. Then Yennefer, who's this like witch character that's like an anti-hero. So I think those three, I think it could be a really powerful like trio of characters to follow in the series. I think I'll hmm. watch it. Full, I mean, full transparency. <laughs> I think Henry Havel's hot, so that's my main motivation. Even like with weird long white hair. Hmm. Well, he's a so a Witcher is basically a person who gets transformed into this monster hunter character with like cat eyes and long white hair. Right. Oh. Um, I don't know. I hear the books are great. The game is certain. It, it when I saw that trailer a couple of days ago, it made me want to go back and play the game again. Oh, that's cool. Any other thoughts on The Witcher? Fantasy is not usually my thing, but maybe I'll check it out. You know, to be honest, like when we were watching the trailers, Dave, you said something about one of them that was like, wow, this is packed full of like too much stuff. Oh, yeah. And we'll I get to that one. feel <clears throat> similar about a lot of the trailers that we watch where like, I don't even remember a single thing about what I just saw. Which like in a sense, I guess uh, it makes sense for a TV show since it's so much information over so much time. But I don't know. We'll see. Well, if we want to get into that one, we can do his dark materials. Yeah, that's one that uh, too much going on, too much going on in that trailer. I have no idea what's going on there. And like, you know, it's like in a way that it doesn't have a hook for me. It's just like I know there's going to be a lot of different uh, themes or like characters <laughs> and uh, situations and technologies and bears and people. and Yeah, just Exposition. too much shit. I don't know. I don't know where to rest my hat with that because I don't know what to what I'm supposed to be attracted to other than its aesthetic. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cool trailer, but I have no idea what the hell it is. This is based off of the Golden Compass series movies, right? Alana, so is this what know. you have a tattoo of? Please let us know. Yeah. Our friend Alana, huge his Dark Materials fan. Lin Manuel Miranda. Is she? I don't know. <laughs> she, is this I know she it? is. I don't know. Hopefully, she can too. explain it because I have no idea. Uh, Alana, please write that. in and say why we should love his Dark Materials. <laughs> That's coming out <laughs> on we'll HBO. Re- yeah. Um, HBO. We have several. Yeah, I mean, they're really spinning their wheels trying to make up for a tremendously absent audience right now. So I mean, Chernobyl was oh, amazing. I still really have to see that. It you really great. have to. You can yeah. you can borrow my HBO now. Yeah. So oh, I I have it. I just oh, haven't great. gone to it. I just have to do it. Like, buckle down and watch it this weekend. I think this trailer was selling. You're going to see James McAvoy doing James McAvoy things in his Dark Materials <laughs> and Lin Manuel right. Miranda and, and Lin Manuel Daphne Keene, who was um, the little girl in Logan. Mm. Everybody's in it, and I have no idea who they are, or what they're doing. And there's themes and people, <laughs> and <laughs> rocks and bears. There's and like a rising the action. There's like a conflict. There's a, a resolution. I, you know. Yeah. All right. Next up with HBO, we have the Watchmen series. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. I love the Watchmen graphic novel. I think sure. that's a great series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hold it like special. Really, it's like, oh, this is really great, but they can make movies and spinoffs and shows. And it's like the comic will always be. Yeah, I don't think it thing. has to be considered sacred for each of these. Like, as far as each of these reinterpretations go, it's you know the book speaks for itself. Right. I thought the Zack Snyder movie was like forty percent successful. There were parts of it that were really good. I actually prefer. Uh, you know, if you haven't read the book or seen the movie, then I guess don't listen to this part. But I think <laughs> that the ending of the movie is actually better because it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I get what Alan Moore was going for at the end of the graphic novel, but. And I think that's the big question mark for this, because um, this is sort of like a remix, but a sequel. So is it a it feels like a sequel? Because yeah. the comic book and the um, movie end in two very different ways. Uh, yeah. So it's like, are they going to follow the movie ending, or are they going to follow the graphic novel? Ending? I have a feeling they're going with the uh, movie ending because in the part of the trailer you see um, what like a big like figure of Doctor Manhattan and everything. I mean, there's no mention of aliens, so right. I don't know. Oh, aliens! Sam, how'd you feel about? Watchmen HBO. I I was really excited by it. Uh, Connor, you wrote something here of like. I found this interesting. Yeah. What if police officers used masks and like, shit? That's like the t- most. That's a horrifying thing. Idea. Oh my god. So like, I'm There's so little institutional accountability as it is. Right. I'm really interested mm-hmm. in the world building that they've done. So. I'm excited. I can see people go, though, oh, I'm so tired of superheroes. And like, I, I understand. But I, I, I feel like this is like. <laughs> just, you don't see it, but I'm raising my hand. Oh, just but, wait. Just wait about but 10 this more does minutes. Feel like, I mean, that's the thing I love about the the, the book and, um, and some parts of the movie is that it kind of calls into question the nature of superheroes and whether or not legions of superheroes is a responsible or reasonable thing for us to tolerate. Yeah. Um, 
But at any rate, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just like, I, I feel like this is no man's land. Like this is middle ground where people who don't like superhero stuff and people who do can like meet and be like, ah, this is based in reality, but it's like a little fantastical in this one way. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Let's see. I'm curious if they'll have Dr. Manhattan's big blue dong just kind of hanging out. Oh. They have in the movie and oh. in the comics. Yeah, sometimes you get some dong with your HBO. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I'm told. I don't know. Whatever. As long <laughs> as it's appropriately placed dong, it's fine. But, you know, that rarely happens in Dong Game in context. <laughs> context. <laughs> um, and the final HBO show we're going to talk about is Westworld Season 3. Uh, I'm a huge Westworld fan. I think Season 1 was absolutely stellar season two had its ups and downs i think it started strong and ended strong but the middle was kind of weak because they because the whole thing with westworld seasons one two is like what's the timeline when are things happening when are you know are they happening at the same time or past or future Mm -hmm. but they said for season three there's none of that guessing game like there there's going to be a little bit of like oh when are, are these things happening concurrent but they're removing a lot of the guessing game of like what is the plot kind of happening in time um Aaron Paul is sort of like the human kind of entering this world. Can I just say, I, I don't even know where this feeling comes from. I hate him. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I truly I kind of know what you mean. Like, there's just <laughs> something like, I mean, he's, he was a good actor in, in a specific role for a long time. Uh-huh. But, and so good that he, he stayed on based on the perform his performance in the first episode. Originally, Jesse Pinkman was going to be killed off in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I don't know. Yeah. He just has that face. I want to punch. He does have a certain face. I'm sorry, Aaron Paul. You don't deserve this, but like, I just <laughs> fucking hate you. I'm sure you're a fine guy. Yeah, but I don't know, man. <laughs> it looks like a new park is Nazi occupied France. Yeah. Which is interesting. So I'm curious as to see if they're going to keep stuff in the theme park or if it's all going to be else. I don't want to spoil too much for you. To be honest, sure. like I was checked out of this show. The first season was great, but I just, I have like the attention span of a goldfish. Um, and so when it's <laughs> off, I'm like, Mer, I don't, it doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, but <laughs> this made me kind of want to watch it. So it's a good trailer. Yeah. I think this is one of the best trailers that we watched. It certainly had a look of like, I mean, I know he didn't write it, but, or, but it, it, it's got a very like Philip K. Dick kind of vibe or just like, or maybe it just reminds me of, um, uh, Ridley Scott's interpretation of his work via like Blade Runner mm-hmm. and Blade Runner uh, 2045. Uh, it's, it's very much got that kind of future feel that's like uh, pretty grim and gritty that I think is cool. I definitely recommend watching seasons one and two because this comes out spring 2020. So you got time. Do I have to watch season two before I watch season three? I would I recommend mean, I guess it. I don't know yet. I, would, I mean, I don't know yet. I would recommend it. It's only 10 episodes. Um, and it's, it's a hard show to say, just watch the last like two episodes, <laughs> but the last, the first two, I think in the last three, I mean the, there's one episode where one of the native American characters has like his own episode and it's the best one in the whole series. Hmm. Um, so I think, I, I think season two is definitely worth a watch. It's just not as good as season one, but season three, at least by this trailer looks I poised. I don't to have just, the time. Okay. I don't have time. I'll watch it with you. <laughs> Have a viewing party. Okay, but I don't because hockey's gonna start again soon. Yeah. And I watch, just, it before, watch it before hockey. I don't have I'm just gonna watch turn again. <laughs> um, let's jump into Snowpiercer. Speaking of, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's on TBS, which is interesting. Yeah, TBS, like, why? I thought TBS That's was the Family call. Guy and like Larry Cable Guy channel show. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, they, I mean, well, they have some other rerun programming that's pretty good. Like, they have like some Simpsons and stuff, but. Um, I don't know, man. Like this, some uh, TBS doesn't feel like and basic like accessible cable uh, doesn't feel like the format for this. It needs to be HBO. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to allow for more violence. Um, it also is a story that we've. I don't know. I feel like it. It was told to completion the first time. I think it's just going to be enhancing the idea of that story with like episodic like side tangents yeah. and stuff. So I, I don't know. And there's something that is so beautiful about the movie where the audience is put in the same place as the people who are in the back of the train, which is like, you don't know what's fucking coming next. You have all of these thoughts. You don't know what's going on. And so the fact that it seems like this show is giving the perspective of the people in the front of the train, I'm just like, I don't fucking care. I literally, like, if we're talking about. They're supposed to be terrible. Right. They're supposed to be terrible. And these are like the 1% people. I, I fucking hate. I. I need to calm down because I'm like really I don't care. I sorry Jennifer <laughs> Connolly. Like I I literally I mean, don't it, care. It does seem like she's gonna like 
it, from based on the trailer, it seems like she'll play that part well. Mm-hmm. But that's not a part I really need. But also, fucking just to me, ju- uh, just fucking <laughs> God, <laughs> justified Bye. to me why you needed to redo something starring Chris Evans and then not include him. Like he, you just, you he's just, pretty busy these days. He's he's true. got that Marvel money. He got them. He he. Filmed I don't think he's TV. going back to TBS. You know, he did a TV show for <laughs> Apple TV. It's called Defending Jacob. He's filming it now. Hmm, um, okay. So, like, justify why you needed to remake this, and then we can talk. Until you do that, TBS. <laughs> I think uh, casting David Diggs as the main character, I think, was a, That's fine. Is interesting. We'll it's see. fine. If it's, if it's online and free, I'll probably watch the first episode and then nothing else. Never again. <laughs> Um, do we want to talk quickly about Terminator Dark Fate? Yeah, speaking of something else I don't want to see. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that trailer's boring. Like, even for a trailer, for an action movie, in which there's action, that looks mm-hmm. boring. Terminator 1 and 2 are great. They are great. Judgment Day's whatever. I haven't seen any other Terminator movie after 3. Oh, they get way worse after 3, man. Um, yeah. You, the Terminator in this one, there's two of them. One's a fleshy one that can move like liquid, and like, and the other one's the metal one from the first one, which is like you know pretty true to like one and two. Yeah, you know, um, but it, it also just doesn't. It looks like I mean, even in the trailer for this action movie, like there's a lot of establishing like uh, expository information where people are just like well, walking through fields, and it's like uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a lot of this movie. I have never seen a single Terminator movie. <gasps> <laughs> You're missing out. And honestly, this Robot trailer, month, we got to do it. This oh my trailer God, made me go, yeah, I don't care, <laughs> dude. The first, the oh. first two are really good. What movie would you pick for Robot Month? I guess now I'd have to pick Terminator. I would pick her. Oh, hers good. Oh, Ex Machina. Mm. Mm. Don't talk to our friend Maria about it. <laughs> yeah, she would not have it. <laughs> well, uh, that's an interesting conversation. Cool. Any other kind of final thoughts on the trailers? I put. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh, wait. The trailer. There's, uh, the trailer the, that the cat's is... cat's out of the bag. That has um, captured the nation. Captured the nation. I, I honestly, you know, I didn't think there was going to be a trailer coming out this year that, uh, that put Sonic in its place, but here <laughs> we are. Someone edited this trailer. Edited the movie. Someone else looked at it and said, yeah. That looks good. It's passed through a lot of people's hands. How how did they think that this was okay? <laughs> I don't know. It's monstrous. It's frightening. It's terrifying. How is this a way to do cats? I know. How did how did you decide? Also, why do cats? Like the whole the whole experience is that the, I mean, there's not really too much of a story to the musical cats. And the biggest part of it is enhanced by actors physically entering the audience. It's like, yeah. why put this on screen? Like, but also, what, are we doing? what was wrong with Broadway's version of making they look great? What the fuck Instead was this? Instead of these ghoulish CG apparitions. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson? When you, like, when you send the link to somebody of the trailer, the first thing that comes up is Jennifer Hudson's face. I was like, burn it! It, it burn it. Or even it, just Ian McKellen, who kind of just looks like Ian McKellen, looks ridiculous. What's her face looks good? Judy Dench. Judy Dench. She looks, looks okay. like John Candy Jennifer from Spaceballs. Looks all right, maybe. No, she doesn't. But like, oh gosh, and also, oh god, so much about uh, it. It's such a mess. I couldn't even focus on literally anything that. Why happened. do the cats have boobs? Right. Well, why are there so many sexy cats? Know. Let's not even. Well, okay, but here's the thing, though. Like in the fucking musical, there's a cat who's supposed to be like really sexual and everything. So yeah. like that, th- there, there's historical. That's because they're there's historical precedents. People in costumes. And it's also theater. And, and yeah. theater. Oh. There's historical precedents. I'll give them a pass. But everything else, I'm just I I I. I I have no idea what the trailer even showed because I was like, this is scarred into my retinas of how terrible they were. I watched the trailer four times. And that's the sweet Jesus. (laughs) And that's the thing, though, about the musical. Like, if you don't have the physical spectacularity of sitting and watching it, then the story is basically just like these cat figures meandering around in this vague and pretty ill defined story. So, like, what the hell are they? What's their game plan? What are they going to do? What's the plot? I asked Connor this earlier, and I still can't believe the answer is yes. But there is a clip of a cat dressed in pearl sitting at a dinner table holding a fucking fork and knife. <laughs> and they're so big. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? 
They it have looks raccoon hands. Bizarre. What? It looks like uh, that's that scene in particular. It looks like like a Miyazaki like yeah. scene, but like blown out onto horrifying, horrifyingly rendered reality. I might have to hate watch this movie in oh, theaters. I'm gonna have to see it. Uh, what said, if we take a butter with that trip to see cats? Oh, I, uh, I sent the link to my mom, and she was like, "Are they making fun of cats?" And like that's <laughs> the that only way. answer. Feels that way. <laughs> God damn. I mean, it has a great cast. James Corden, Judy Dench. I'm not crazy Idris about the Elba. cast. It has, like, famous people. Yeah, but, like, why are they wasting their... T- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, why is he McCallum? they didn't know it was going to look like this. Can you imagine them getting it and being like, oh, what? I think the best hot take I heard was that it looks like people are trying to emerge from cat bodies. <laughs> like, people faces trying people to... People bursting out of cats. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Have you seen the edits people have made of, I think, one... Of like the uh, of the cats from the movie, but also the one scene in What We Do in the Shadows where the guy that's from What We Do in the Shadows, right? When the guy turns into a cat, but it's like a cat body, oh, but like yeah, just yeah, his yeah. face. I love the one of the uh, putting the US trailer music. <laughs> and like even Jordan Peele was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I think this could beat it as the scariest <laughs> movie this year. Maybe, maybe. And, you know, I bet this movie's gonna make, like, almost a billion dollars at the box office. Oh, I don't know. It's, I hope not. It'll either be funded entirely by curiosity, or it will fail miserably. Well, you know what they say about curiosity, Dave. <laughs> Hopefully it does kill the cats. brought it back. Yeah, that's right. That That is a weird saying. Mm. People don't know the second half. Mm. Alright, any other thoughts on trailers? No. Yeah. <laughs> Watch them if you want. There's going to be plenty more trailers where they came from. Let's move on to our next segment. Dave checks out for about 30 minutes. Yeah, I just, uh, my ride's here, and I just... <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm excited to see the excitement between you two, because you two are the, uh... It, 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 it's kind of the perfect trio right now, because the two of you are, like, the big Marvel folks, and uh, I'm the big uh, contrarian on that. <laughs> so, uh, this will be perfect. The, they... I saw a tweet that was like, they should have just called San Diego Comic-Con Marvel Comic-Con this year. It was, so, it, like, every three minutes I was refreshing Instagram, mm-hmm. and it was like, this, this. And I, every time it happened, I was throwing my phone across the wall. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God! Um, yeah, just, they announced their entire Phase 4 lineup, and on our little paper here, I laid out every single movie in order, chronological order. Not just movie. And Disney Plus TV shows. Oh, that's yeah. so exciting. The, the CU expands further. Corporate synergy. Listen, I'll pay I'll you whatever money you need to give me Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'll, I, I have my whole check. Here, just take it. Can they take your new wallet? <laughs> Fine. And that's a small price to pay. You have answered my question for the end of this episode, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. So starting with Marvel Phase 4, we have Black Widow movie coming May 1st, 2020. They've been filming for a month, but just announced it this weekend. <laughs> um, Can, okay, but here's the thing. Everything that Marvel released, I was like, we've been knowing. There were a few surprises, right. but I was like, okay. The details mm-hmm. of this movie... I'm super excited about. So Black Widow, this is her solo movie, takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. Mm -hmm. So I thought it might be like an 80s flashback or 90s, but nope, it's more recent. Uh, David Harbour Mm -hmm. of Stranger Things fame is going to be Russian Captain America, Red Guardian. Which is so good. Yeah. It's so good. He's so excited. Uh, Taskmaster, uh, Taskmaster is the main villain. He can basically copy anybody else's moves. See, I don't I don't know if that's going to... Because I don't Ooh. think the Black Widow character is going to go away. Mm-hmm. I think like someone else is going to pick up the mantle. And so like, I don't know if Taskmaster is going to be the main villain. Mm-hmm. Maybe Taskmaster will be one of the Lady Bla- uh, Black Widows. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's, I can't, I don't remember how to pronounce it. Is it Yelena or something along those lines? Something like that. Did you watch Agent Carter? Yes. The first season? Yes. When they had the Black Widow? Mm-hmm. I, I was so, that show had so much fucking potential. And so, like, I hope they pick up that synergy. I hope they pick up that <laughs> and and run with it because that was so well done. Everyone was like, Dottie is Yelena or whatever. So I hope they, they harness that 
I, this the announcement of Taskmaster of David Harbor. I think these are all really exciting um, people to put into this movie. So I'm super into excited. the universe. Yeah. And uh, what's Flo- Florence Few, who is yeah. the main girl Midsummer, is going to be uh, Black Black Widow. I want to keep want to say Black Panther. She's um, going to be Yelena if that's how we're pronouncing yeah. her. So Probably not. I'm very sorry. And so I think all these people could pop back up in future movies. Absolutely. Uh, next is the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. So Black Widow is mm. May 2020. This show is on Disney Plus streaming service fall 2020. Pay $6.99 a month or $5.99, something like that. I'm so excited because um, the Daniel Brühl, who played Baron Von Zemo in Civil mm-hmm. War, is coming back. And I'm like, oh, yes, I'm so excited. He's such a good actor. He's so good. But also, there's so much that Bucky deserves that I think that they're finally going to go into. And I think they announced there's going to be eight episodes. Hmm. So and that's I feel like that's the perfect length for some kind of like a true mini series. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and they pass the Captain America shield around to each other on stage. That's pretty I know, funny. That was so sweet. Um, I love them so much. I think they're going to play so well off of each other. Yeah. Eternals coming November 6, 2020, starring Richard Madden, Woo! Angelina Jolie, okay. Salma Hayek, Kumail okay. Nagiani. Okay. Directed by a lady. Black Widow also directed by a lady. Yeah. (laughs) Yas. Um, I don't know too much about the Eternals. I know that they are beings that were created by Celestials. The Mm -hmm. Celestial was the head in Nowhere. Yeah. In Guardians 1. Um, It's basically going to open up a can of fucking worms. mm -hmm. It's like, oh, so this really is going to be expanding a lot more than even just space. Because, like, now, like, they hinted at the multiverse. It's really going to go there. And I think we saw that with another announcement Mm. as well. Um, I think Eternals could be cool. This could be. Madden. I really like that we're just collecting my favorite actors and bringing them into the MCU. And I'm like, yes. Yes. Um, we then have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, February 12th, 2021. This is their apology for Iron Fist. They're like, whoops. <laughs> and Mandarin. And fucking Doctor Strange. Um, I don't know anything about Shang-Chi, except this is going to be... I don't think there's any white characters in this movie. There shouldn't be. Um, so they're actually doing Doctor Strange justice now. So this is all like Asian martial arts. I forget exactly who's directing it, but I think it's really smart to tie it into the Iron Man franchise mm-hmm. of like for people who've never heard of those characters, like, oh, the Mandarin, the Ten Rings. Um, mm-hmm. And they've kind of been seeding it throughout like one henchman and Ant-Man has a Ten Rings tattoo on his neck. Um, so I think this could be really cool. Uh, any other thoughts on Shang-Chi? No. No, but I'm 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 just Did you see the 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 tweets with the actor who's going to play Shang-Chi when he was like Marvel, where are you at in December <laughs> and then like several months later he was like, "Oh." <laughs> and and you know, like I'm just thinking a lot about how difficult it must be to be involved in the MCU because these actors have no idea what they're doing and what roles they're going for. Like, god, that's fucking hard. You have to eat just boiled chicken and get abs and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we have a Disney Plus show, WandaVision. Terrible title. I literally don't care. But I'm spring, sorry, Elizabeth Olsen. But spring 2021. They kept saying it was going to be weird. I think they said it like five or six times during the panel. Um, I think it could be cool if. Because Elizabeth Olsen said they're finally going to do like Scarlet Witch. Because they never said the name Scarlet Witch. It's like the one comic mm-hmm. book name that they've never used and i think it could be cool if she like just opens holes in reality or like does i'm down to see some weird sci-fi shit happen and they said that this wandavision is going to tie directly into the next film doctor strange in the multiverse of madness the fact that this is going to be a horror movie yes mm-hmm. i will see this one you mm-hmm. got this marvel I- i'll say i'll see this doctor strange it's a great title it is uh, and so they said, and I think one thing that's cool about these Disney Plus shows is that they're all going to tie into the continuity of the movies. So they said that Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and that the events of that show will directly influence the movies. And I, I'm down to see just they I'm had just a like um, shaking with excitement. Just down to see weird shit, Doctor Strange, weird cosmic horror. Um, I think I'm. This is the movie I'm most excited for out of all the stuff that was announced. 
because uh, Scott Derrickson is just so excited to direct a Marvel horror movie, and I think he's a really good director. It's just about fucking time that these TV shows actually mean something. Like, my biggest complaint with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, like, mm-hmm. it just, it meant nothing. And then all of the fucking Marvel Netflix shows, like, I'm so sad to see them go, but, like, they meant, they meant nothing. And now to have shows that are starring these, like, film actors that are directly mm-hmm. going to impact, mm-hmm. like, thank you. Thank you for not making me waste my time. <laughs> uh, hmm. Jeff Loeb, who runs Marvel TV, which is a whole separate entity from Marvel Studios. Hate Kevin Feige and Jeff Loeb hate each other. So sure that's why Kevin would. Feige was like, I'm not doing anything with these Netflix shows. And now they're all dead and non-canon, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a shame because what's his bucket? Daredevil. Yeah, Charlie Cox was so good. They could still bring him back because we have a news item about a Netflix actor that comes back in a second. Um, the next show is the Loki TV show with a terrible logo. <laughs> I Just saw it's so bad. I saw someone online that go Marvel has literally all the money in the world and they don't spend any of it on graphic design. <laughs> Not at all. Graphic design is my passion. Um, I think this. <laughs> <laughs> I think this Loki show could be cool. He travels through time and messes with stuff. That's the note I wrote down. Uh, this is going to be the Neat. Loki that escapes from Endgame with the space stone. So separate Loki, he did not have any of the redemptive character stuff from the two Thor movies, Infinity War. It's just, and like, I'm interested to see how this plays in with like the next Thor, but also like, I, I still have so many questions about Endgame where I'm like, (laughs) why do I have to wait this long to figure this shit out? Like, come on. Uh, I think Loki could be, I like Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Uh, there was one leak set photo of him in like 1970s New York. Yes, that's awesome. So I, th- I think if each episode's like a different century or time, I think that could be really cool. And then we have a what if animated show coming summer 2021. This used to be a Hulu show, but now moved to Disney Plus mm-hmm. with Jeffrey Wright from Westworld mm-hmm. is going to be playing um, a watcher who we saw cameo in with Stanley in Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2. People who just watch the multiverse and whatnot, and it goes back to the comics of, like, what if Peggy Carter got the Captain America serum, which is going to be probably the first episode, or it's definitely going to be in that first season. Um, oh, so this is like a Marvel choose-your-own-adventure concept, where they're just, like, reframing different concepts in different ways. Exactly. Like, almost like Super, the DC thing with Superman, Red Sun, where he mm-hmm. lands in... Russia because it's like six hours later or something. Exactly. Okay. Huh. That As could be interesting. Tell, I might check that out. <laughs> I'm a very big fan of Peggy Carter picking up the shield, so I can't wait. Uh, it's, it's, it's a nice an- decal on a water bottle. Yeah, thank you. And it's an animated series, so they can do they some can do cool, whatever. trippy, weird, whatever stuff. And all the people who are coming in for voices, mm-hmm. you're like, yes, Haley Atwell. And in the title, yeah, in the way. title, what if kind of graphic logo, there's one little section that has a Captain America zombie. zombie. Mm-hmm. So if they do Marvel zombies as a what if. So this sounds like something that's getting my attention, actually. That yeah, you cool. like- Ooh. The notion of like reframing established <laughs> comic book stories, I find to be interesting. That's cool. Um, next up, another Disney Plus show. We have Hawkeye. 20, fall 2021, which uh, will probably take up. We'll take inspiration from My Life as a Weapon, the Matt Fraction line, which is one of the... I don't read too many comics, but that's one that I ever read the first, ish, the first five issues of that, and that was absolutely phenomenal. And he's going to be training Kate Bishop, who he gives the Hawkeye mantle over to in the comics. I'm just so hmm. sad, because, like, Hawkeye in the comics is so... Like, he, you want to talk about, like, a character slapping. Like, ugh, Clint, Clint Barton in the comics is so fucking funny and great. And so, like, I just... I don't know if Jeremy Renner could do that because we've I, he's never had yeah. the option and the opportunity to do it. Um, they also said that they're going to do show what was happening when he was the Ronan character in Endgame. So okay. him just going around killing care. people. I don't care, but I am so excited about <laughs> Kate Bishop because the new Avenger is coming in like. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be super rad. And then we get to what is probably the best title that has ever been created for anything. <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder, November 5th, 2021. Directed by Taika Waititi and Natalie Portman is going to be 
Thor. Thor. She will be Thor. worthy. She already is worthy. She was always worthy. Um, I'm really excited because Chris Hemsworth is back. And like, you know that motherfucker didn't want to stop being Thor after Taika Waititi came in and saved that franchise. So you could tell he was like, I'm open. I'm available. And there are rumors going around that the third Guardians of the Galaxy, wherever that fits in, is going to be as Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> um, they're rumors. So will I see that? Probably not. But. I look forward to the future. Hmm. Uh, James Young confirmed that Thor Love and Thunder takes place before Guardians 3. So whenever Guardians 3 comes out, probably 2022 or 2023, it will be after whatever happens in Thor Love and Thunder. Jesus Christ. I wonder if they're going to make Jane Foster have cancer because like, that's what like is the spark of her becoming Mighty Thor. Maybe. Natalie Portman already shaved her head for uh, V for Vendetta. <laughs> yeah. She did. <laughs> that movie was okay. That. And then we have what is probably the most exciting announcement, and it was done at the very last second, is that Blade is going to be rebooted with Mahershala Ali. I don't know how to feel about that, because Blade is one that I actually, Blade as a movie series is one that I actually do really like. And though I like... Uh, you know, Mahershala. Yeah. Mahershala. I don't know. If there was going to be loved, I love Wesley it. Snipes also. Wesley Snipes gave a seal of approval. He blessed okay, Mahershala right, on Twitter. But also, how fucking cool is it that we're going to have two black superheroes fucking... F- like, uh, no! Oh my God, we're going to have more than that because now we have a black Captain America. So... Fucking right. That did also happen, though, but was largely uncelebrated at the time in the late 1990s when we had the first Blade and Spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was also a black superhero. And um, theoretically, that movie's coming out. Yeah, well, that's going to be bad. You can't make... <laughs> yeah, you're not going to make that good. That's how I on, feel. On screen. I love... I do actually... It's one of the only comic series that I, I followed and loved is Spawn, but it's not really a movie. You can't make a movie out of that. That's how I feel about Fantastic Four. They're, Marvel has the rights now, so they're going to try it again. And they said it's coming, it's in development. I'm just like, is that a threat? Like, come on. It, <laughs> we've tried it. Like, it. All I want is Doctor Doom in the universe. That's all. I, like, I don't fucking care about Fantastic Four. I just want the Sinister Six. I just want the Sinister Six. Hmm. I'm super excited for the future of Marvel. I think because yeah. I know I, after Endgame we were talking about how what do what's <laughs> next? And I mean D23, the Disney conference is next month. I know, and they're so, going to release more. What the? F- so notably absent were a Spider-Man sequel, mm-hmm. and we both loved Far From Home. Yes, it was um, so good. And then. They did not mention Guardians 3 or Black Panther 2 or Captain Marvel 2, mm-hmm. which Feige said, Kevin Feige said, all those are in development. So I bet they're going to save those announcements for D23. I do like the Guardian movies. Far From Home changed the game mm-hmm. because you have the first unmasked, unwilling superhero. <gasps> Spoilers. Right. But, but, like, this is... This is why they fucked up with Captain America 3 and making it Civil War, because in Civil War, um, the the whole crux is not like the Sokovia Accords, which is like superheroes can do bad things when, you know, they don't have anyone controlling them. And blah, 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 blah. But the real Civil War is about the superhero, the superhuman registry. And it's like, should superhumans have to register so the federal government and people know their identities? And so Iron Man is like, yes. Cap is like, no. Spider-Man switches sides at one point and he like fucking unmasks himself and he's like, I'm Peter Parker. And it is fucking terrible. He's forced to go underground. Like, this is them trying to do that and it would have been so much better. Hmm. So Slam. much Slam paper. Hey, I printed that out for you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. Uh, Dave, how do these announcements make you feel as somebody who is deeply cynical of superhero movies? Well, okay. Well, <laughs> first of all, yes. Um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but but what ultimately, my complaints are pretty superficial. You know, I mean, like I, I could... Engage in like hyperbole and like express that like I think all superhero concepts are inherently fascist and I I also do think that they're largely funded by the military which is a problem but regardless of those things uh, it's just and what is more important and what detracts for me is that it's just not the kind of story I can rest my hat on and not the kind of thing that I'm that interested in um, but I think it could have been different for me if it weren't 
marketed uh, as the MCU. So this mm-hmm. is what I wanted to ask you guys. Like, I I do think it is a brilliantly and in a cynical way, like a, a brilliant <laughs> marketing tactic to make sure that you have to watch and absorb all this media and be recorded re- watching it through like uh, uh, like uh, Netflix metrics or like have to pay a, a lot of money to go see all these movies to get a full story about uh, characters that you have a real investment and interest in individually. Like is... Like, for example, does it detract at all having to see, like, every Ant-Man or, like, every uh, every Guardians movie or, like, all of those to truly get the full picture and framework and context of where, say, Captain America is and stuff like that? Like, does, does it – is there a strain in having to absorb this much information for something you love? I don't – I don't know if you have to see all of them to really understand the point because there are ones that I have I have not seen on principle. Like I refuse to see Doctor Strange. I never saw the second Guardians. Okay. I held out on Ant-Man because I didn't like the fact that they didn't include the Wasp. So when they did include the Wasp, I actually went back and I saw them. Okay. Um, and I think that there are plenty of them that you're like, if you skip that, that's totally fine. I really do. I think a lot of that's because the Russos did such a good job with Infinity War and Endgame of just creating these, like, relatable characters that you can sort of, like, pick up with. I mean, you definitely feel like it's enhanced if you're like, oh, I've seen, this is the third so Ant-Man movie I've seen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think the Russos and um, McFeely and Marcus did a really great job of writing the script and sort of, I mean, I've seen all the movies, so I don't, I, I, I it feels like that these movies are rich in their own. Context, you're definitely, I I think, missing a little bit, but nothing too... Well, remember when we were talking to our friend at work and we were like, they they said, I really want to get into these movies, but what are the most important ones? Mm. Because I want to see Endgame. And you and I came up with nearly the identical list. Mm -hmm. And and it was only a handful. So it is something that, despite uh, a kind of marketed insistence, a cross-platform, cross-corporate marketed insistence that you have to invest in all of these different things to know a grander story, there is still substance in acknowledging and avoiding unnecessary storytelling. I think like, so. I think maybe yeah. that's probably the way to moderate it. Like Maybe if you're a true fan of this kind of thing, then you know what's for you and what is superfluous. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, like, I, I think so. Like My one friend who's a huge Marvel fan, my college roommate... Um, was like I because I was texting he loves Spider-Man so I was texting about Far From Home and I was like yeah I didn't see Captain Marvel and I was like yeah I liked it when it comes on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever definitely recommend watching it but I don't think it was like critical yeah Mm-mm. knowledge okay. it was just like a decent movie well that's uh, that, well that's refreshing to hear because like I, I think a lot of what I've heard and a lot of like the marketed intention of of the MCU, which again I think is like ca- brilliant in a capitalistic sense, but also a little questionable and exploitative of fans, um, is this m- marketed and built-in uh, uh, like pretext that you have to absorb all of it to really to really accurately understand and, get, and know what the full scope of everything is. That might exist in how they market it, and I uh. think you're right in saying that, but in how the movies actually check out i don't think that because the the thing is is that they're trying to reach a wide variety of audiences Mm -hmm. and so like you have the people who've been reading the comics forever but then you also have new people who are viewing these things for the same time and so because they want to bring all of these people into the fold they're not going to make something that people if you haven't seen this movie that you you're totally lost and you can't understand that makes sense i would think it just like watching most of the other movies enhances Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. But my partner, Alyssa, who is, I believe she's seen all the Marvel movies, was like, but she's not up to date like you and I are on like the MCU stuff. Like, we still love Infinity War. Like, we watched Infinity War right after we watched Endgame because those are just like well-crafted movies mm-hmm. um, that are, I think, just enhanced by... Okay. So as like a cynical detractor, which I'll admit to being... Um, what would you recommend? Just like knocking around with some of these movies until it feels right and then see if I have an interest in the broader structure? Yeah. I think that there are some that I would recommend you seeing because they're just good. Okay. Right. Um, like but, Winter Soldier, that was rewarding to watch. I did yeah. really love that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because it, it is it's just good. And Thor Ragnarok. That movie's great. That movie's yeah. very good. The ones I've seen, and that's the frustrating thing. They, I, the ones I've seen are good, but I just feel like there's this pressure demand that I absorb it all. No, I mean, if you think that there's a character you like more, just watch their movies. I don't think that you. Yeah, need... if you don't need to see a Captain Marvel movie, then like, yeah, that's fine. You that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. All right, maybe uh, maybe I can loosen my collar a little bit. Maybe I can dip my toe <laughs> into this and see what's up. I think this, all these announcements set up some really exciting things that are really different than, you know, just like, because I think back to Iron Man 1 and it's like, Jeff Bridges is a bigger Iron Man that mm-hmm. he fights and that's the conflict in the movie uh-huh. is like Iron Man fights different Iron Man. Ant-Man fights different Ant-Man. Right, right. Um, but it seems like they're... They're just moving away to like all like these Ant-Man. different directions. Like Thor Ragnarok was showing us a Black Panther. But it's so beautiful also like what Spider-Man Far From Home did, which was like make the villain human again. Yeah. And it's just like, yes, yes, this is what we need in this moment after the Infinity Saga. Like we really need to take a break. And I know because we're going to be going into space and we're going to be going like multiverse. <laughs> so like grounding it as much as you can in humanity mm-hmm. is so smart. And I think the if they didn't make quality movies, then it would be so much easier to be cynical mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. whole project. But it really feels like that. I would say probably 90% of these movies are like true, as much artistic intention as can go into a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> of like, it really feels like that they're trying to make something quality and different um, and not just like your cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Oh, people will fucking throw eat popcorn and watch it and whatever. It's, right. It seems like there's real artistic intention as much as Disney corporate will allow. Yeah. Far from home, I cannot speak enough good things about this mm-hmm. movie. It moved into my top five. Like it, wow. as soon as I saw it, I was like, I <clears throat> need to see this again. Yeah, it was so. I think good. I put it on my letterbox in number six. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I think it just bumped out Avengers one for my in my slot. Avengers mm. 1 is just nostalgic at this point. It's just fine. Yeah. I think I still have Iron Man 1 at number 1. No, I have Infinity War in Endgame, but I'm sure those will <laughs> move around because I just saw those. Those are nowhere near my top 5. I'd love Endgame. <laughs> well, that's alright. Spice of life. Differences yep. of people. Alright, well, I think this has been really fun. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about all this. Um, thanks for hanging with us talking about these trailers talking about the Marvel movie updates if you would like us to talk about more news items you know we can definitely work that into our different format Um, we're gonna maybe we'll change stuff up in the future I've had a lot of fun this month trying different things and coming up with different ideas of what to do for format so if you have any formatting ideas or stuff that you would like us to try out that maybe for other podcasts or whatever um, let us know we'd love to try out different ideas and whatnot because we're here to here for you guys that's right we're here for you no cynicism all love well, a little bit. Well, loving cynicism. Love it's important. Cynicism. It's an important balance. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter is at Butter with That One. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is just Butter with That. If only we could. Uh, no, one day. Whatever his name Thanks is. Thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Chris. On, Chris Evans. <laughs> he would never. <laughs> just hand it over. It'll be you know. Cool. Well, we are. We will have the gang back. Yeah. Next week. Full steam. Uh, or next episode. Yeah. We'll figure out when we're recording next. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, have a great rest of your day. Yay. <laughs> I don't know how to end this. Yay! Yay! Okay, bye! Okay, bye! So long. Okay, bye!